Hello, welcome to Otakada Podcast. My name is uh, Monday Ogwea. I bring you today the podcast for the School of the Holy Spirit, 36 of 52, part 24. The School of the Holy the, the Secret of God's Continuous Assessment of You and the Ministry Relative to Inner Healing and Renewal of the Mind, the Image and Likeness of His Son. Plus, the Holy Spirit, Biblical Counselor in you, the basis and basic, 2 of 12. Today is Sunday, May 31st, 2020. Takada content count is 2,220,093. And uh, before we start, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to uh, thank you for your faithfulness and for your love to us. Thank you for the privilege, the gift of access given unto to you. Any day, any time, any direction, anywhere, Lord, your presence is in us, with us, all around us. The scripture says, in you we live, we move, and we have our being. Thank you for this awesome privilege. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. As we um, go into this session, I had myself behind the cross. I ask, O God, that your voice will be heard through mine. In the name of Jesus Christ, that I would diminish and you will be amplified in this discussion in the name of Jesus. I pray, O God, that this message will go out, reach the intended recipients, and come back with a testimony. I speak to the four winds of the earth this moment. And I declare every raging storm, peace be still. I decree and declare that the counsel of the Lord stands sure concerning these ones in the name of Jesus Christ. I stand between heaven and earth. And I decree and declare that this message will bear witness that those who are to hear it have heard it in the name of Jesus, that it will arise and shine for their light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for every raging storm. Peace be still. Every sickness, I declare healing right now to their spirit, their soul, and their bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare that they shall excel in the things and the beings and the things that you've committed into their hands to do in this time and in this season. Thank you, Lord, for they shall hear you all the time. Holy Spirit, direct and lead them to that which you have ordained for them in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Answered prayer. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this content, over the word. It shall come unhindered, it shall come as it is meant to be, and there shall be no distracted distraction. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Yes, again, <clears throat> this is school, <clears throat> the school of the Holy Spirit, part 24. And the title today is The Secret of God's Continuous Assessment of You and the Ministry Relative to the Inner Healing and Renewal of the Mind to the Image and Likeness of His Son, plus the Holy Spirit, the Biblical Counselor in you, the basis and the basics, 2 of 12. Okay, so let's begin. A, a number of quotes here. Quotes on the secret place assessment, image and likeness of God's Son and Counselor. And the people help her. And this quote is from me. God's continuous assessment of you is paramount to your effectiveness in your work and work with him. As a matter of principle, when I engage God in the secret place, I ask him, Lord, what is your assessment of me relative to your son? Is there something I still lack that you need to help me work on? Am I doing what you have called me to do? And am I doing it the way you want me to do it? If I'm wrong, show me. I have never experienced silence from him on the above question because that's the desire he has for every child of his. Make this a lifestyle in your secret work and work with the Lord. You cannot help others effectively if these questions remain unanswered. You help yourself to be able to help others effectively. You can read that in John chapter 14, verse 14 to 16 and some 23 verse 3, Monday, Ogwajo, Ogwajo, Takada.org. With the whole wide 
wide world currently in the eye of the storm. There's no better time than now to be the counselor, representing Jesus through the help of the Holy Spirit in people's lives. At the end of the day, if God succeeds through you in that counseling session and draw the person closer to him, you have scored goals for the kingdom. So prepare, acquire the basic skills that the Holy Spirit can use through you and in you. Monday of Wajogwe. Another quote from Jim Newhazer said, Most of us are painfully aware that we are not perfect parents. We are also deeply grieved that we don't have perfect kids. But the remedy to our mutual imperfection isn't more law, even if it seems to produce tidy or polite children. Children don't need to learn to be nice. They need death and resurrection and a savior. Then next is uh, Evangelica Schola. Heart of the problem is a heart is a problem of the heart. The heart of the matter is to whom what is worship given, and how does one's life exact what one truly value? J. E. Adams says, "Evil is powerful, but good is more powerful. In fact, evil is so powerful." that only God has a power to overcome evil. Darkness can be driven away only by light. Evangelica Scholar again. The biblical counseling method utilizes the scripture as a source of magnifying glass that works along as a guide on the side by focusing the individual pointing to Christ as a source of hope, of healing. Edward T. Welsh says, Jesus did not die to increase our self-esteem. Rather, Jesus died to bring glory to the Father by redeeming people from the cause of sin. And Paul David Trim, and I quote, Foolishness is more than being stupid. That deadly combination, that deadly combination of arrogance and ignorance. Robert D. Jones states, and I quote, Simply put, to please God means to bring him delight by being and doing what he desires. And Hart Lambert says, You will not experience dramatic change in your struggle as long as you use accountability to describe your sins instead of declaring your need for help in the midst of temptation. Jeremy Pierce quotes, and I quote, We shall strive to make church a place where being anonymous or nominal is difficult to pull off. Scout, start Scout reads, and I quote, Hope is not defined by absence of hardship. Rather, hope is found in God's grace in the midst of hardship. Hope is found in his promise to give us a future. David A. Paulison says, You are sanctified by remembering and believing afresh that you are justified by what Jesus did on the cross for you. Deepik Rejo says, God has not promised that the man of your dreams will pursue you. He has promised that he will love you with a perfectly faithful, steadfast, and undying love. Now, the uh, scriptures upon which we are taking our words today are as follows. Matthew chapter 6, verse Amplified Bible Classic Edition. But when you pray, go into your most private room. And closing the door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sits in secret will reward you in the open. Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27, Amplified Bible Classic Edition, and I quote, So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, would be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against our house, yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a stupid, foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great and complete was the fall of it. Revelation 3.18, Amplified Bible. I counsel you to buy from me gold that has been heated red hot and refined by fire, so that you may become truly rich in white clothes, representing righteousness, to clothe yourself, that the shame of your nakedness will not be seen, and healing self to put on your eyes, so that you may see. Luke chapter 21, 34 to 35, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition read. But take heed to yourselves and be on your guard, 
Let your heart be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the business of this life. Unless that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a knot, for it will come upon all who live upon the face of the earth. Romans 8, 29-30, Amplified Bible. For those whom he foreknew, of whom he, has a, he was aware and, and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning, for ordaining them to be molded into the image of his Son, and share inwardly his likeness, that he might become the first one among many brethren. And those whom he thus foreordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified, acquainted, made righteous, putting them into right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity and condition or state of being. John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive. Welcome. Take it. Take to its heart, because it does not see him or know or recognize him, but you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Mark 13, 11, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. Now when they take you to court and put you under arrest, do not be anxious beforehand about what you are to say, nor even meditate about it. But say whatever is given you in that hour and at the moment, for it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 9, 6, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and a government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Psalm 23, verse 3, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the path of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my own earning, but for his name's sake. Psalm 139, verse 23 24, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. Search me thoroughly, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there's any wicked or hurtful way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Proverbs 25, verse 2, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the glory of king is to search out a thing. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth, has delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. John 17, 21, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. That they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. Dear friends, I welcome you to the series of the School of the Holy Spirit. Today we bring you the School of the Holy Spirit, 36 of 52, part 24. The Secret of God continuous assessment of you, and ministry relative to inner healing and renewal of the mind to the image and likeness of his son. Plus, the Holy Spirit, biblical counselor in you, the basis and the basic, 2 of 12. The sub-series was started in, on, on, on Wednesday, made of 12 series to equipping the saints with prophetic biblical counseling skills to help self and others through their troubles. Autotaka.org will bring you over 2 million contents for all round success for your spirit, soul, and your body, all in one place. Check this out in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, 2 Timothy 1, 7, Hebrews 4, 12. Read 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, Amplified Bible. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you true and true, that is, separate you from profane and vulgar things. Make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Together with you, we're building massive spiritual temples in people's hearts. The Spirit of God to dwell in and operate through it is. 
in these times and seasons. So, so stay with us, build with us. Check this out in First Corinthians chapter three, verses one to seventeen, Leviticus twenty-six twelve, Jeremiah thirty-two thirty-eight, Ezekiel thirty-seven twenty-seven, Second Corinthians six sixteen, and First John four four. If you missed the last two series of Sunday and Wednesdays, here they are. So it's the School of the Holy Spirit, and it's also in the podcast and the podcast series. School of the Holy Spirit 3452, part 22, Anatomy and Secret of the Secret, the secret of dropping the foundation of our limited theology and understanding of God and the things He will tell us, show us, ask us, or cause us to experience or do in our work and work with Him. Let's explore eight mind-boggling instructions in the secret place God gave some of His children to carry out that will explore their understanding of Him in zillion different directions and why He does that. Stay positive. Stay focused and stay strong in God. And the Wednesday one was the School of the Holy Spirit, 3552, part 23, equipping the saints with prophetic biblical counseling skills to help self and others through their troubles. Introduction 1 of 12. Why do we end up doing things we don't want to do? And uh, brethren, thank you all for the birthday wishes and prayers through telephone calls, text messages and visits yesterday. The Lord bless you all indeed, and may he remember you all for good in Jesus' name. Amen. I've made it a point of duty that every birthday I ask God for a gift. Last year, three days to the birthday, I began a three-day fast, asking for specific confirmation concerning the assignment timelines and my work and work with him. And he never said anything. On the birthday, one of our neighbor who has a prophetic ministry came with a husband to congratulate, congratulate me and to pray. The Lord spoke through her concerning the question I was asking three days prior. How important it is to fellowship with each other, to draw on the gift the Lord has graciously deposited in his body. That was a massive gift for me because those were my expectations. This year, the 29th of May 2020, in the early hours of the morning, the Lord spoke in my dream saying, You are my Ugo Chuku. I jumped up and asked my wife, What does Ugo Chuku mean in English? She said, I don't know, but that in the morning I should call and ask Auntie Ugo, who used to be our neighbor in our former church in Lagos, to give the interpretation. By the way, after the revelation of 22nd of April on his divided body and the need for discipleship, he bundled me, Simia, from the UK into this church for 11 years. It told me lately that it was a training ground for the work he was calling me into, ability to see the outworking and the challenges in getting the body of Christ to come together in unity, drawing from each other's strength, doctrine, ATC, to see what works, to really see the need for unity in the body of Christ, to focus on the essentials. This church has ex-members from different denominations, including Baptists, Presbyterian, Catholics, Anglican, Pentecostals, to name but a few, and no powerful man of God as speakers are drawn. As speakers are drawn from different denominations in the body of Christ to minister, it is God to keep these children together. I got my first training on the need for unity in the body of Christ in this church. It's one of a kind in the whole wide world. I thank him for the experience and the training. He is still working on us all into the image and likeness of his son, despite our backgrounds of faith. There's no need to tear each other apart because of the mode of worship or some other petty differences. We should just focus on the essentials. I will encourage people who are passionate about unity in the body of Christ to check out this assembly and draw conclusions where need be. God is calling us all to unity. And united we must be. Read John chapter 17 verse 21, Amplified Bible Classic Edition, that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you that they also may be one in us, so that the world may believe and be convinced that you are sent me. You have sent me. You can go to the website, uh, victoriafellowshipchurch.org. Returning to my dream, I was wondering how would God speak to me in Igbo language? Why didn't he just speak direct in English or Igala? I got busy during the day and it just occurred to me I have not found out what Ugoshuku means, so I reluctantly did a Google search. And this is what, what, what I found. God has a very serious sense of humor. We don't certainly box him in our work and work with him. I'm an Igala man and God is speaking to me in Igbo. God does not practice tribalism or he's not a tribalist or a racist. He's no respecter of persons. 
Read that in Acts chapter 10, verse 22. Read what Solomon wrote for our records by inspiration in Proverbs 25, verse 2. It says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the glory of king is to search out the thing. This is what I searched out from Google. God's evil. Ogoshoku is an evil name. It literal, its literal translation is God's eagle, which is interpreted as crown of God or even glory of God. Since the crowns of traditional eagle rulers are donned with tail feather of an eagle. I almost fell off my chair on getting this interpretation. So Lord, you're saying I'm your Ogochuku. Thank you. My Father, my God, this is indeed a birthday gift for me. That brought back the memory of the prophecy received on the 28th of February 2005 concerning my assignment, where God said, amongst other things, on eagle's wings will you arise to fulfill your destiny as the seven serpent strikes. I will keep you and protect you the same way I kept Moses in the hand of Pharaoh. I've shared this information not for any self-seeking motive, for my senses of significant self-worth and security is built on the foundation of Christ. But this is to encourage you to seek out God concerning His specific purpose for your life, concerning His endorsement of what you are currently doing. Life is not just about food on the table or comfort or acquisition of knowledge that amount to zero in the scheme of God. For that was what the devil tempted Adam and Eve with, and they fell from grace. And Satan also tempted Jesus in like fashion, and will tempt you and me from time to time. Life can get very, very confusing at times. You can be running around thinking you are in the center of his purpose of your uh, center of his purpose for your life. But deep within you know something is not right. Seek him out. You could be the MD or chairman of a major corporation, but God could be calling you to something else that dovetails into his agenda. He has one for you. Eternal success, external success is not necessarily an endorsement by God of what you are and what you do. In fact, the devil can simulate, simulate worldly success for you, all with the intent of taking you off purpose. You could have jumped into a missionary work on the advice of others. Meanwhile, God wants you in the secular world to engage in the business marketplace. Or he might tell you, time is up and should move away from the field. It is okay to take heed to instruction by those who speak into our lives, spiritually speaking. But does that bear witness to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you at this present moment? Read what Satan told Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 22 to 13. During 40 days in the wilderness desert, where he was tempted, tried, tested, and exceedingly by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were completed, he was he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, order this stone to turn into a leaf, a loaf of bread. And Jesus replied to him, It is written, Man shall not live and be sustained by on bread alone. But by every word and expression of God, the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the habitable world in a moment of time, in the twinkling of an eye. And he said to him, To you I will give all this power and authority and their glory, all their magnificence, excellence, preeminence, dignity and grace, for it has been turned over to me, and I give it to whoever I will. Therefore, if you will do homage to and worship me just once, it shall all be yours. Jesus replied to him, Get behind me, Satan, it is written, You shall do homage to wash and to and worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then he took him to Jerusalem and set him on a gabble of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, cast yourself down from here. For it is written, He will give his angels charge over you, to guard and watch over you and closely and carefully. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus replied to him, The scripture says you shall not tempt, try, test, exceedingly the Lord your God. When the devil had ended every, the complete circle of temptation, he temporarily left him, that he stood off from him until another more opportune and favorable time. The devil knows you could be a prime target of derailing his ministry of killing, stealing, and destroying in people's lives. And he will do everything in his power to derail. Hence, the importance of keeping your spiritual antenna open always to what the Spirit of God is saying to you. 
the currents in the spiritual realm in this dispensation of the Holy Spirit is souls, souls, and more souls coming into the light of the kingdom of God. The whole earth is set for destruction, and this will happen only when the number of souls that are to come into the kingdom have come in, and the gospel is preached to every nation. Then the end will come. Read Matthew 24, 14 from the reliable mouth of Jesus Christ. The angels are not excited because you won that major contract or because you reached your goals of early accumulation or because you married and had plenty of children who will carry on your name. The heaven rejoices when one's soul is won into the kingdom. Read from the lips of Jesus Christ, Luke 15, 7 and 10. Ensure whatever you do in your secular job scores goals for the kingdom or whatever you do in the mission field score goals for the kingdom. There are souls in the higher echelon of life no one else can reach but you by virtue of your position. Don't play political correct when it comes to the souls of men or women, whatever they may be, Arsenal Rock, White House, or Buckingham Palace. God wants to reach them through you. And you must inquire in the secret place to find out the specifics for you. You might be shelling millions to the mission field, but apart from that, God might need your time to draw someone in your circle to him and disciple him disciple him to maturity. If your sense of security, self-worth, and significance is tied to that job, you will never budge to his instruction. Hence the need for inner healing continually. Don't hide in the cover or on the cloak of giving money to mission to the detriment of the personal call of God upon your life. True satisfaction and fulfillment comes from the position of purpose. Everyone has it. There is a place for you in the global assignment of go make disciples of all nations. It will not just drop into your lap. You have to search for it through prayer, fasting and waiting. For that is your glory. Proverbs 25.2 Read this. God's continuous assessment of you is paramount to your effectiveness in your work and work with Him. As a matter of principle, when I engage God in the secret place, I ask Him, Lord, what's your assessment of me relative to your son? Is there something I will I still lack that you need to help me work on? Am I doing what you have called me to do? And am I doing it the way you want me to do it? If I'm wrong, show me. I have never experienced silence from him on the above question because that is a desire he has for every child of his. Make this a lifestyle in your secret work and work with the Lord. You cannot help others effectively if these questions remain unanswered. You help yourself to be able to help others effectively. John 14, 14, 16, and Psalm 23. With the world currently in the eye of the storm, there's no better time than now to be the counselor, representing Jesus in people's lives. At the end of the day, if God succeeds through you in that counseling session and draw the person closer to him, you have scored gold for the kingdom. Don't make the mistake and think that this is psychology. It looks like it, but it is not it. We are using the Jesus model of counseling with the help of the Holy Spirit in dealing with their problem. Now let's explore the Holy Spirit, biblical counselor, and Isaiah, that's Isaiah 9.6. Jesus counseled prophetically while here on earth, speaking the truth of God's word into the lives of those who came to him seeking help. Christ's ministry of reconciling was limited geographically while he was on earth, and eventually it was limited by time when he returned to heaven. Upon his, dispatch, dispatch, uh, upon his departure from earth, however, Jesus promised to send another counselor to fulfill his purpose in our lives. You can read that in John 14, 16-17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and will be in you. The Holy Spirit is a biblical counselor without limit. He is not limited by time or distance because he dwells within each believer, each true believer. He is not limited by knowledge because as part of the Trinity of God, he is all-knowing. The Holy Spirit within you can provide proper counsel in times of need and give you the ability to counsel others biblically. Many times believers turn to counselors before they turn to God for help. As a believer, you already have a resident counselor and intercessor within you. The Holy Spirit is your counselor, and Jesus is the intercessor between you and God. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. When a believer turns to the world for counsel, the question is similar to that raised by Prophet Micah. Now, why do you cry out aloud? Is there no king in you? 
is your counselor perished? That's Micah chapter 4 verse 9. Much counseling would be unnecessary if people would take their concerns to God first and search his word for answers. For a believer, the Holy Spirit is a true biblical counselor. The person providing guidance based on the word of God is simply a facilitator, speaking for the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Biblical counseling is a work of the Holy Spirit accomplished in believers and true believers. Whether they are a professional counselor, minister, chaplain, or simply a born-again, spirit-filled believer. Biblical counselors must be led by the Holy Spirit. Counseling, apart from the Word of God and the power of the Spirit, is ineffective. At times the Holy Spirit may direct you to say something different than what you planned. At other times the Spirit may caution you to remain silent at the very moment you were going to speak. If you remain sensitive to the Holy Spirit, He will direct you as to what to say regarding every issue. Jesus promised that in difficult situations, you are not to worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. Whatever is given you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. That's Mark 13, 11. The Holy Spirit makes you, as a believer, competent to counsel. counsel. The Apostle Paul told the Romans, Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. No counselor can know the truth about about situations without supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. John chapter 14 verse 17 is a revelation of truth by the Holy Spirit based on the truth of the word of God that sets people free. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are my really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John chapter 8, 31 to 32. The Holy Spirit bestows special spiritual gifts that enable biblical counseling, like discernment, words of knowledge and wisdom, the gifts of healing, exhortation, discerning of spirit, prophecy, and miracles. The reason why some Christian counseling fails is that some counselors do not believe these gifts are for today. These spiritual gifts were bestowed to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be able may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of fullness of Christ. Have these purposes, have these purposes been completely fulfilled in the body of Christ? Have these purposes been fully complete fulfilled in the body of Christ? No. So why would these spiritual gifts be withdrawn without fulfilling God's purpose? If you do not hear, accept, and act upon the word of God regarding salvation, you will not be saved. If you do not hear, accept, and act upon the word of God concerning healing, deliverance, and miracle, it is then most likely you will not experience his blessings. The Bible states that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Romans 8, 11. If that spirit was powerful enough to raise a dead body, is it not powerful enough to meet every difficult circumstance and problem in our lives? The Holy Spirit with his accompanying powerful spiritual gifts is a biblical counselor that the whole world needs. It is because he resides within you, revealing all truth, that you as a believer are competent to counsel. As we look at scripture, there is no book of counseling. The basis and the basics of biblical counseling are formulated from scriptural precepts and examples, including the greatest example of all, that of our wonderful counsel, the Lord Jesus Christ. There are three Hebrew words translated counsel in scripture. Taken together, they mean to deliberate, resolve, advise, guide, determine, purpose, consult, instruct, and plan. There are five Greek words for the word counsel, which, when summarized, mean to beseech, to exhort, to encourage, to comfort, to admonish, and warn. All of these are components of biblical counseling. There are basically three approaches to counseling. Expert knowledge, based on research, education, and the work of secular psychologists. Second is common or traditional knowledge, based on experience, observation, or knowledge passed down by tradition or previous generation. And the third counseling is divine knowledge, based on God's word. Although the first two may have some merit, it is divine knowledge based on God's word that provides the basis and basis of biblical counseling. This type of counseling is rooted in what the word of, word of God teaches regarding acceptable behavior, positive relationships, problem solving, and conflict resolution. And let's explore the basics, basis of biblical counseling. 
the principles and examples provided within the pages of God's Word provide a basis for biblical counseling. This includes scriptural models of biblical counselors. Jesus is the greatest model of a biblical counselor. As we look at Christ's ministry, we see that his goal in every encounter was to effect change that will result in abundant life. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus declared, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity, to proclaim the acceptable and acceptable uh, accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and free favor of God profusely abound, as Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The following qualities vital to effect counseling were evident in the ministry of Christ. He loved people. You can read that in John 3 16. He confronted people when necessary. You can read that in Matthew 8 26, Matthew 18 15, John 8 3 to 11. He did not condemn people, John 8 11. He sought to save those who were lost, Luke 19.10. He ministered abundant life, John 10.10. He destroyed the works of the devil, 1 John 3.8. He spoke only what God told him to speak, John 12.49. He spoke with authority, Matthew 7.29. His ministry was empowered by prayer, Luke 5.15-16, Luke 6.12-13. He had compassion, Mark 1.41, Mark 6-32. Mark 8 verse 2. He ministered in power. Luke 5 17. He made people take personal responsibility for their problems. Luke 5 24 and John chapter 5. He dealt with root causes in Mark chapter 2 verse 5. He forgave sins first, then dealt with other needs. Volumes have been written in counseling from both Christian and secular viewpoints, and much of it is quite complex. As we look at the ministry of Jesus, however, we see that his encounters were simple, powerful, direct, and the results were immediate. He never referred people to secular resources, nor did he tell them it would take a long time for them to receive help. The Apostle Paul is another great example of biblical counselor. He said, For you know that we dwelt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, discouraging, com- encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. 1 Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12. Paul's efforts were successful because, as he continues to explain, when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it as the word of men. But as it, as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you, who believe. 1 Thessalonians 2, 13 14. This is a perfect model of biblical counselor. A counselor who dispenses the word of God as tenderly as a father deals with his own children and counselors who receive and act upon what is shared from the word of God. And again, if you read through Acts and the epistles, every person to whom Paul ministered received immediate help. There were no long-term counseling sessions and no referrals to secular sources of help. Many people believe it will take a long time for them to receive help simply because someone has told them it will take a long time. Old Testament Principles here are some principles in the Old Testament directly related to counsel. The counsel of God comes through the word, Psalm 119, verse 24 and 105. God is mighty in counsel, Jeremiah 32, 19, Psalm 16, verse 7. God's counsel shall stand forever, Psalm 33, 11, Proverbs 19, 21, and Isaiah 46, 10. Jesus Christ is called a wonderful counselor, Isaiah 9, 6, um, Isaiah 11, 2. The Holy Spirit is our resident counselor, Isaiah 40, 13. The counsel of the Lord directs the path of the believer, Psalm 73, 24, Psalm 85, 13, and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. The believer is not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, Psalm 1, verse 1. It is beneficial to seek counsel from godly people, Proverbs 11, verse 14, Proverbs 15, verse 22, and Proverbs 24, verse 6. New Testament Principle here are some principles, references in the New Testament directly related to counseling. The scriptures were written for our counsel. You can read that Romans chapter 15, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 10, 11, 2 Timothy 3, 10, 17. God's counsel is immutable, meaning it does not change. Hebrews 6, verse 17. This was the counselor prayed that the Father will send another comforter, the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16, 20, John 26, 
verse 15 and uh, John 16 verse 7. Part of the ministry of pastor is to counsel their people, 1 Thessalonians 5 12. Believers are to counsel one another, Romans 15 14, Colossians 3 16. Children are to be counseled in the ways of the Lord, Ephesians 6 4. Exhortation is one of the responsibilities of the church, Romans 12 8. The word admonition, meaning counsel, is used in 1 Corinthians 10 11, Ephesians 6 4 and Titus 3.10. The term to admonish is used in Acts 20.31, Romans 15.1-4, and 1 Corinthians 4.14, Colossians 1.28, and Colossians 3.16, 1 Thessalonians 5.12-14. Now let's explore the basics, basics of biblical counseling. The following are basic premise, premises of biblical counseling. The counselor must be a believer. You cannot provide adequate scriptural counseling, counsel if you have not been born again as detailed in John chapter 3. As a believer, your mind is renewed so you can understand the things of God that unbelievers cannot comprehend. You are then empowered to counsel the ability of the mind of Christ. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgment about all things. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 14 and 16. The counselor must be a believer. Unbelievers cannot understand, receive and act upon scriptural counsel with an unregenerate mind. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ is fundamental to the biblical resolution of problems. Biblical counsel is based on God's word. It is not your experiences, ideas or expertise that will help a counselee. It is not applying secular psychological models that transforms life. It is the word of God that affects true change. So, it's my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. That's Isaiah 55, 11. Biblical counselling is done by believers who base their counsel on God's word, as opposed to counsellors who, though they may be believers, base their counsel on secular philosophies. The Apostle Paul said that he had not rejected to proclaim the whole counsel of God in Acts 20-27. What was the counsel Paul gave? The entirety of God's word. Biblical counselors believe that the Holy Bible is the inspired word of God and that it is the final authority regarding faith and practice. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 1 Timothy 3, 16, 17. Biblical counselors do not view the Bible as something to try to see if it works, nor do they view it as an option among others to be explored. It is this inspired word of the one and only God. It is the answer to every need. The Bible is profitable for doctrine by which one can know truth and is the truth that sets us free. Reproof by which we become aware of our sinful condition through the conviction of the Holy Spirit without which there will be no real and lasting change. Correction, by which we learn how to overcome sin, sinful habits, failures and weaknesses, putting off the old sinful lifestyle of the flesh, instruction in righteousness, adapting a lifestyle which includes continuous study of God's words, regular prayer and involvement in fellowship of true believers. Secular counseling is void of this life-changing word of God. The counselee must agree to the authority of God's word. The person you are counseling may be a believer but may reject a portion of the word of God because they don't want to act upon what it says. They may want to retain sinful emotions such as anger and forgiveness, continue harmful habits and addiction, or refuse to severe sinful relations. Others want to do things their own way. God's advice for them is, you got to where you are today by doing what you have done. How has that worked for you? If you want things to change, you must be doing something different. The Bible warns that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own loss shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned into fables. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 Some people will not endure, receive, and act upon sound doctrine. They do not want to hear the truth. Many people seek counselors who will agree with what they want to do rather than tell them what God says they should do. The biblical counselor can provide only 
limited help to those who do not agree to the authority of the word. The Bible is quite clear that because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would they would none of my counsel. They despise all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Proverbs 1, 29-32 Even Jesus could not minister effectively in his own hometown because of unbelief. Matthew 13, 58 People continue in their problem because they reject the word of the Lord. If a person refuses the word, they are not rejecting the counselor, they are rejecting God himself. 1 Samuel 8-7 Biblical counselor Counseling is not done on the basis of human wisdom. We counsel on the basis of divine wisdom from God, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We read Colossians 2 3. The Apostle Paul declared, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your fruit, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them, that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world. That come to not. 1 Corinthians 2 4 to 6. This supernatural wisdom is based on the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have done have good understanding. The fear of the Lord is loving reference for God, his person, his word, and his actions. Malachi 1 verse 5 to 6. When we fear God, when you fear God, you obey his word. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Walk in his ways, Deuteronomy 8, 6. Serve him, Joshua 24, 14. And depart from evil, Proverbs 3, 7 to 8. Biblical counseling does not require a certified counselor. Training in biblical counseling is advantageous, of course, but because the counselor dwells within, certification is not necessary in order to help people or others. When David needed encouragement, he encouraged himself in the Lord. 1 Samuel 30, 1-6 As New Testament believers with the counsel of resident within us, we can do likewise. When Daniel was burdened, he did not seek counseling, talk to his friends, or call his spiritual advisor. <clears throat> he prayed to God. Daniel 9 The psalmist David turned to the word, acknowledging that your testimonies also are my delight and my counsel. Psalm 119, verse 24 it's not to discount the value of trained biblical counselors. The Bible declares, where there is no counsel, where there is no counsel is, the Bible fails, the people fail. But in multiple counselors, there is safety. But if you cannot find a Christian counselor who counsels biblically, you can still receive the help you need because a divine counselor is resident within you and your answers are readily available. In the inspired pages of scripture. Biblical counsel aims for complete change. When David came to God seeking forgiveness for sin, he didn't ask for a pastor profession of his old self. He prayed, creating me a clean heart. The word create means something new. The Bible in Psalm 51, verse 10. The Bible assures, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 The counselor is not the one who affects change, affects change. The counselee does not change himself through self-effort. It is God that supernaturally changes a person whom, from the inside out, creating a new creature in Christ, not a pastor version of the old person, but a completely new person. Biblical counselors believe people are responsible for their actions. God is not interested in excuses for sinful behavior. He judges mankind on the basis of their response to Jesus Christ and whether or not their names are inscribed in the book of life. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Whatsoever was not found within, written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 12-15. Biblical counseling deals with sin, which is the root of dysfunction. Secular reasoning will suggest that we have problems instead of sins. Many problems, however, are actually sin issues, either the sin of counseling or the sins of others committed against them. 
Local counseling will identify sin issues and deal with them scripturally. Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17.9 The solution to the sin problem is not rehabilitation, education, or legislation. It is regeneration through Jesus Christ. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53.6 Do not settle for tears of sorrow from a counselee who, who was caught in sin and is reaping the result. Don't accept excuses such as, that is just the way I am, or I am this way because of my parents. Don't allow counselees to shift blame for their behavior to others. We are not invited to deal with sin, rather we are commanded to deal with it. The precepts given by God in His Word are not suggestions to consider. They are commandments that when accepted and acted upon, have the power to change a person's life and eternal destiny. Biblical counseling equips you to counsel others. The difficulties you experience for which you receive and act upon biblical counsel prepare you to help others. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 All of the challenges you have experienced in your journey through life have prepared you to be competent to counsel. It is time to pass on to a needy world the comfort, encouragement, help you have experienced through God and His Word. You have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther 4.14 Conclusion and Prayer our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege we have to gain access to your presence 24-7. Thank you for reminding us again to chase after you more than our necessary food, to find out our position and stand in you, to know whether we are standing or falling and failing, to get some scorecard from you. We make commitment to this to do so, to so do. We also are open to obey every instructions you give us in the secret place. We will never box you, Lord God. We are committed to go through every test, examination, practicals that you bring our way, Lord God. We ask that you release your grace upon us to run the race with vigor in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare that we are ready and will continue to prepare ourselves, prepare others that come our way to be ready as well. We receive grace to spend time with you in the secret place, anywhere, any place, anytime, so that we will reflect your glory to a dying and decaying world in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we encourage you to experience all rounds as we pray for you, that you experience all rounds as this week and beyond as you are led by your closest friend, the Holy Spirit. Remember, we are one in Christ Jesus. Only in unity we can have lasting and far-reaching impact. Engage. Ephesians 4, 4, 6. Amplified Bible Classic Edition. There is one body, one spirit, just as there is also one hope that belongs to the calling you receive. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all, sovereign over all, pervading all, and living in us all. You can secure answers to questions in the Holy Spirit and salvation via these links. On uh, Also the content guides are also there on Otakada uh, 2020. And uh, you could get my books Monday, Ogwajo, Ope, and Amazon as well. And uh, thank you for following uh, through with us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, cause His countenance to shine upon you and give you great peace, great joy. In Jesus' name, Amen. <music>